0: i forgot to look up what what podcast number this is <laughs> i
1: was gonna ask you sorry that's on me it's usually my job to tell you sorry about. Hey man, that. i'm
0: not going but we're we're recording here we are uh can if somebody can can oh, shit, i guess i have to do this man you gotta hey, do it man come on I got to SoundCloud, um, Turin Giants podcast here. A tight ship as always, boys and girls. Let's see. Um, listen, if you've if, you, if you've listened to us once, you know what the deal is with with our organizational <laughs> skills. So don't be don't be writing me no letters. You stumbling know, stumbling I mean? out the gate. Uh, are you 189? Not, are 189? you 189? not giving it? One, I'm I'm googling it. Are we, are we rolling right now? Are we yeah. keeping this in? yeah let's go baby All right turin All right, giants podcast it. number one nine zero yeah last last podcast was a two parter i should have i should have done should have done uh two episodes but it was it was a great episode with two parts uh it was the reaction to our vieti loss uh st- still still kind of kind of lingers in the in the back of my throat there it's so just not not a good not a good loss but rob stepped in he we made a did an episode with him and then uh, Mina Ruzuki filled in for another. And, and and Sam was on that one, too. So thank you, boys. Thank you, Mina. Episode number 190 is here. And I've got Rav here. And I've got Sam. And my name is Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most. Welcome to the all-new episode of the longest Juventus-related podcast in the world. Uh, humble brag, as always. Uh, ways to reach us is at Juve Podcast on Twitter, at Turin Giants regarding our merchandise and at Turin giants on Instagram. We've got a really exciting release coming up guys. Um, there's a, there's an, there's a new designer in town. There's an, there's a new um, new artist in town at, at Juventus Gentleman. I'm sure you guys Good have lady. seen his, his, uh, his illustrations online. Can't wait. They're, they're, they're really cool stylistically. So I will be re- releasing three products with Zidane with DiBala and with Pirlo the famous the famous shot in the 93rd minute against against Torino with DiBala, uh, really yeah man Dybala. gotta 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 celebrate it somehow you uh celebrate wow okay that feels not like ce- one he's leave- not celebrating he's leaving but you know kind of commemorate <laughs> that what he's done and it's a really cool really cool photo if you want to see it uh it's yeah. under our announcement of the new podcast episode that little curve shot that he does he looks like a Looks like he's dancing ballet. So we'll be, re- we'll be releasing those. Please keep in touch at the Green Giants on Twitter. We've got a whole program planned ahead, boys and girls. Uh, should we kind of go through it? Um, I think we should. Let's rattle it off, man. So we will, off. We, will, we, will, we will be taking the questions from our audience. And thank you all for dropping those questions as always. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Plus Valenze. I I said it terribly. Can you say it, Sam? Plus Valenza. Plus Valenza. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, Plus Valenza scandal is the invest the investigation that's going on right now. We'll be referencing an article in Forbes magazine by our friend Adam Digby. It's great uh, we'll be talk- yeah. And I love their feature that you can listen to the article. It was like five minutes and I just rattled it off in the gym. Didn't have to read, but just, just a lazy generation, man. I want to, I want it right now. We're going to talk be about attended?
1: that do you think Adam would be offended if he found out that you were listening to his article that he wrote? Cause he's a, he's a writer after all, he's an author.
0: Hey, whatever he wrote, whatever he wrote was in my ear, man. He The, the knowledge was received. doesn't matter how. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about the expiring contracts. Those are, those are who are on their way out. And those are who are potentially staying at Juve and see your guys' reactions. We're going to talk about Dybala to Inter, man. This, this, this really Chaps my ass, as they say. Um, so we'll talk about that. Rudiger, potential move to Juventus. There's there's a few teams that are in the running uh, for the German defender. And dude, I was really impressed with him again last night watching him. I know Chelsea Chelsea got knocked out, but he played phenomenally. The guy's just a beast. And going forward too, man. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about Kelini and whether he should be retiring or moving on or um, yeah. Going to Over. write a
1: thesis about economics, perhaps.
0: <laughs> well, well, but the legend. speaking of legends, Alex Belper is here also. He will be moderating. Yeah. Um, there's there's really no there's really, really no rules about Belper, but you know, you know, in the context, what he means and what he wants to say. All right, let's get to it, boys. Um, Speaking of legends, we got Rav, baby. We got Rav back
1: on the program, Rav, man. Rav. Thanks for <laughs> Rav. Anonymous like, as Rav. ever. If you're watching on YouTube, you will not be able to see Rav's face, unfortunately. But do check the, Absolutely. Pro- the program. Do check the podcast out on YouTube. To, um, <laughs> Thank
0: you. St- Here, here's, 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 uh, here's how bad we are with Sam. Like We're like... Hmm, should we do youtube and we immediately looked at each other's hairs like yeah we should do youtube (laughs) (laughs) sam was setting up the lights no the the the
1: lights are the lights are on baby we got the we got the bright lights here in montreal uh ready to uh ready to roll check it out on youtube turin giants show if you want to if you want to see how handsome farhad is uh, in addition to how 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 uh how beautiful his voice is
0: uh so before we get into it so the announcement about the new drop TurinGiants.com. please check it out we'll keep you posted uh, those are th- those will be really cool summer summer shirts I'm thinking of doing dad hats as well and phone cases. I feel like that illustration is just so cool too. you don't even have to be a, a football fan to appreciate them they're they're, they're they're that cool and the second announcement I literally forgot while I was repeating the first announcement um, so let's get into it <laughs> let's go baby uh, um, Rob you had a you had a question about the top four finish? you want to yeah. get us you want to get us started here? Get things going. Yeah, there's a
2: question from Lindsay P who says Lindsay P. Team, yay, Lindsay P. Uh what team or teams pose the biggest threat to us finishing in the top 4 and why? Which is
0: So let's go through the let's go through the top top yeah. I guess top 7 of the of the Serie A. So AC Milan, Inter with 66 points, AC Milan has 68 napoli 66 juve is six with 62 Mm. and 567 is getting interesting as roma lazio and fiorentina have been hitting it hard so uh we're, we're 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 kind of like out of that safe zone at one point we were pretty safe um away from atalanta who are now in the eighth which is pretty shocking because they were firing in all cylinders in the beginning of the season but kind of tapered off so um a lot what do you guys think, you guys I, think? I, I
1: did I just I just want to say I saw a stat about Atalanta which was very jarring um it was actually I think it was shared by Rahul Sharma um uh Uncle Sharma he's actually he's an Inter YouTuber so I don't know if I'm allowed yeah. to bring that up on this U.S. show but uh, he's cool he, but he's he's a cool guy um been on my show before no, the only interista
0: we allow on this podcast is Nima sorry
1: rahul's cool rahul's cool he, he he's he's uh he's he's uh you know he'll 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 engage in debate i think uh, i think bonyan has been on his show before so he's uh you know I, I don't want to say he's a he he's not an enemy oh of, i'm sorry i'm thinking i'm wrong, thinking he just supports the wrong guy but i'm thinking uh, of a different guy
0: yeah uh uncle sharma is pretty cool i'm thinking of of uh, see, I, wish I don't want to put people on blast but that's, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> i've heard i've heard unsavory things but but yeah uncle sharma is pretty I don't cool. do yeah, we actually exchanged messages yeah.
1: okay so so he he shared, he shared a should have stopped. I don't know, don't know where that was from. I don't know if it was. I think it was from some website where you can check very random and detailed statistics and compare and contrast different things. And Atalanta have had a big ass drop off uh, mm-hmm. right now. The last few games of the season compared to where they would have been doing or what they would have been doing the same points of like the last five seasons. I think they've lost like thirteen points in contrast to where they were at last year. I think. Um, b- 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 the the point the point is I mean consistently they they've kind of averaged about a certain number of points they're trending way below that at the moment so uh, yeah well, didn't they, they lose they, Gosens they and
0: did... and they lost uh, Papu in
1: the winter so. uh, they lost they lost Gosens, yeah which 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 is definitely not ideal but um I don't know like uh, Rav, I'll let you answer this question but the answer to the question very clearly and I'm I'll say this first because I know you're not going to say this because um, it's kind of a kind of a you know kind of a kind of a cheeky answer but there really only is one answer to that question is the team who's, you know, the biggest threat to you at the moment is Juve. I think we are, yeah. our, we are our own worst enemy. Um, I think there, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to close it out, but if anyone is going to, you know, lead to our downfall, it's us. It's going to be us being unable to, you know, grab games by the, by the horns like we did against Inter. by the way, uh, kind of funny how the, you know, one of the best games that we played, one of the best we, one of the best ways we looked, I think in, in considerable amount of time was a loss, first loss in a while. What are you going to do? But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you handle it and just, you know, kind of tackle the other teams that are kind of hot on our tails at the moment, but I would like to just sort of state it really is up to us. Yeah. And it's going to be whether it's or not we trum- can kind of close it out in the way that we should, or if we're going to kind of continue to make things difficult for ourselves as we seem to have done in recent weeks.
2: I got to months. agree with you, to be honest. I think, I think you're absolutely right. Looking at the table, I got the table in front of us in front of me right now. Um, Juve have a five-point gap um, on Roma. Lazio right behind. Uh, Fiorentina on 53. They've got a game in hand. Atalanta have got a game in hand as well. Um, I think the, the worrying thing is that when I look at Juve play in recent weeks, okay, the, the inter-game was kind of an, an anomaly in terms of how we mm-hmm. played. We were, we're so good, really. And then
0: we went right back to where we were. <laughs>
2: I just, I I still don't understand how we lost that game, but I don't want to talk about it because I'll just get angry. Um, But looking at the other teams, I think uh, Roma, Lazio, Fiorentina, they are all hitting form right now. They're they're all kind of starting to find consistent results. Roma are like digging really deep. just grinding out games. They, I think they're probably on one of the longest winning runs, I think, at the moment in Serie A. Lazio starting to get Sadi's ideas, and they're starting to play really well. Fiorentina won at Napoli at the weekend. So, yeah, we, we got a five-point gap, but then it's literally exactly like Sam said. Are we going to keep that going? Are we going to, you know, kind of... That, that, find- can, that can change
0: in two games. Like, we can be talking about... We can That's be safe. talking in two weeks, and we might be like, oh, my God, we might not be making the Champions League.
2: That's exactly it. So it is. It's what Sam said in a nutshell. It's entirely down to us. We have to kind of just grit our teeth, show a bit of grinta and just grind those games out one after the other, after the other, and just consolidate that because the teams behind us are all starting to look pretty dangerous. I um, think out of but, all of them, I would just, I would say, probably, probably Roma are the biggest danger to answer the okay. question. But I would also like to us as well.
1: <laughs> I would like to say, uh, I think an issue though definitely is that. It's almost like we've been trying to kind of grit our teeth and, 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 you know, just, just, just see out really close results for a number of months now. And I think that's, you know, it's proven relatively effective. We really have turned our season around considering where we were in like the month of October, November, the first couple of months of the season were a little tougher. And we, we were able to Kind of claw our way back into the title race. Almost, it never really felt like it was truly on because I think the wind was really out of our sails at the start of the season. But if you look at the, um, you know, if you look at the, the table and where we're at now, if we had beaten them last week, which again, big if we didn't, but if we'd beat them, we'd have been right there in that title run, in that yep. title race, right? So yep. I think, look, there is something to be said about the fact that we were able to turn our fate. But at the same time, it's not like we've been, it's not like we've been playing in a way where people have been especially optimistic. We have been grinding out results. We have been gritting our teeth and we've really been playing with, you know, that green to fucking get, 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 grinding out results. And it's not necessarily always, um, conducive to confidence and, 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 and I don't know, it's not very relaxing but, but- to watch you at the moment. I, I don't know, listen, going forward. I don't I don't know what that means, but is that the only way that we can get wins? I'm just saying. I'm just bringing it up because Rav, you mentioned that you think it's kind of what is necessary in order to close this out. The fact is, you're probably right. You're probably right. I think we're not going to start reinventing the wheel in the month yeah. of April now. But
0: <laughs> at least our, but at, is, at least, at least our whole squad forward. is. But at, but at least our whole squad is is healthy. Am I right? No, wait a minute. Yeah. We're 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 like. We're public. completely fucked in the midfield. Yeah, like 10, uh, ten players. <laughs> the, 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 new, the news today in the morning is that um, Arthur, is now, Ar- Arthur is now injured and um, his condition. So during, th- during yesterday's training, Arthur suffered a blunt sprain trauma of his right ankle. The radiological time, test man. performed yeah. this morning at the J Medical ruled out significant Uh, ligamentous capsule involvement and therefore his condition will be monitored day by day yes another one (laughs) another one anyways it's it's sad it's sad but the the the, this year's injuries have been completely just so unproportional too it's just like midfield come on let's let's completely ruin our midfield all right Rob what do you got next
2: uh, next question is from Zach, and he says, is it time we said Arrivederci to Pavel Nedved? That's a... Um, hmm.
0: I, I still don't know what he does at the, at the club, so I, I say... The, I can't answer the question for that reason.
1: I don't know what he does. I don't know what he does, He's, but get angry. I think
2: it's, it's the, the things that I've read about him in the last 10 years are obviously, A, he is vice president. B, he goes around and speaks a lot to the players. He has a lot of influence, I think, in terms of with the kind of players that we sign, he has Agnelli's ear when it comes to like the managerial changes that we've had. And I think it has been leaked multiple times about how I think he was kind of not anti Allegri, but he wanted to get rid of Allegri the first time around, I think, and he wanted to bring back Conte and same thing this time around as well. So I don't know, personally speaking, I, I would, I'm not going to like dwell on the question too long, but I wouldn't get rid of him because He's a legend and he is, yeah, he's a, he's a great motivator. He loves Juventus. He, I just very quickly to, to sort of go into it just slightly more, but I think the mentality that we have is as Juventini now is like the last 10 years of success came under Agnelli and Paratici and Marotta and, um, Nedved as well. So like the idea now is, okay, if we get rid of Agnelli, we get rid of Nedved, we can kind of have this whole new era, you know, like something new is going to happen all of a sudden, the football is going to get better and everything's going to be better. All the trials are going to be behind us. And I I don't really buy into that, to be honest. So personally speaking, I would, I don't think it's, I don't think it's time to get rid of him just yet. No, I don't know if Sam agrees. I'll I'll,
0: I'll keep him if he Mm -hmm. gets rid of that hair because
1: never as a token of goodwill
0: <laughs> as as that's my only he's... condition as, as if as if Willing over I, i'm guessing he's over 50 i don't know how old he is but stringy blonde hair is not a good look especially if you're trying to go with it with a beard too um yeah I he actually the... is 50 this year but i'm not looking this up yep. i think he's born in 1972
1: the reason <laughs> i bring let that up let let is because Google. i take great pride in my ability to know the exact birth year 49 years old you're right wow yeah undefeated undisputed i don't know man nice. look i i think the thing with um chill sonnen by the way undefeated undisputed ufc i don't know whatever I, I try to talk about mma and the ufc on my podcast and i just get so much backlash but i'm, st- I'm still doing it i'm so you decided out. to do it on mine. there's no chance <laughs> exactly <laughs> any chance i get no um look look rap i'm with you i have nothing else to add i prefer not to speak if i speak i mean big trouble <laughs> No, it, uh,
0: uh, but speaking of speaking of the guy who prefers not to speak. Sorry, sorry. Tangent, two two seconds. Imagine if Mourinho in, uh, you know manages to overtake Juve and takes our Champions League spot.
2: How happy will that guy be? Jesus Christ! No, please. That would be. <laughs> uh, no.
1: Well, you know I that's what he's telling that. them in the locker room at Roma. That's what he's. I that's what he's blame pushing him. for. Um, I mean, if you saw All or nothing, Tottenham, you know that's th- th- their whole. I mean, their whole reason to exist that season was to make top 4 that was all he was ever you know banging banging his drum about man that whole season he was just saying top 4 top 4 we need to make top 4 and you got to think he's probably doing something very similar at Roma right now um he's probably saying look at them they look look, look, at, look at these bastards look at them look at these guns look at them they they they're broken you know i don't know um you feel like he's probably doing what he what he normally does which is just just fucking fire the guys up man um i I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, Rob, I don't disagree with you that I would fear. I know we've kind of moved past this question, but I'm 100% only on board with the idea that Roma could pose a threat to us. I don't think anyone else will right now, just because I think that having Jose Mourinho there at the end of the season is enough of a wild card for me to just be afraid of. And again, I know like this whole cult of Mourinho is kind of getting a little bit old, but there's something about it. I don't know what it is. I still kind of trust him and fear him in weird ways. And again, I, but, but it's, it's more to do with the fact that I saw how he was on that Tottenham show. And you got to think that he hasn't changed that much in a couple of years. He's probably driving home at the same points. That's all they're really trying to do at the moment is getting the top four. That was their goal at the start of the year. So. But like, look, as far as Nebit's concerned, w- what's it going to do? What's it practically going to do? Is he really the one? Is he, is he the president? If he's the what, VP, is he the president whisperer? Is he the one that's you know, forcing us to make you know, questionable transfers over the past few years? I, I, don't, I don't really know, man. I feel like if anything, he's probably just a figure that players might like to speak to because he's a little bit more of a, I don't know, you, you, we've heard the term players coach. I guess he's probably a players director more than you know, Maurizio bene is, right? Who's a corporate guy who was involved in Ferrari. Um, I don't know. That's like daddy that, right there. You know, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like At least Ned that played for the club was a legend. I mean, there's a certain amount of respect that's held there. You wonder if... Yeah. I, I wonder what he practically does. Again, I, I really don't know what he does, but I really wonder if he has any...
0: Well, Ralph anything. kind of kind of gave us the, the, the breakdown on... But, but, but again, it's like just my just, understanding,
1: like if he's like a godfather to a lot of those players, I don't really see how it's damaging, honestly. It's just more funny to talk about because, again, there's this kind of joke that no one really knows what he does and he always looks pissed off and he has you know, long blonde hair and he's 50 years old and he still looks the same. Whatever.
0: <laughs> People Fair still time. want him to go out and, and, and play in the midfield. Um, all right, so kind of an unpleasant topic of the plus, plus Valenza scandal and investigation uh i am um, i don't have the the ability to kind of um bring that to the focus so if if one of you lads want to kind of tell the listeners what what the problem is because a lot of people are still kind of confused i know about it i just won't be able to put it in words um but i do have some thoughts who wants, to, my... who wants to break that who wants to break it down
2: <laughs> From my very I'm. i'm not going to go into detail because i'm not going to claim to know too much about it but from my very kind of rudimentary understanding of it is it's an attempt essentially to put profit or to show profit on your books for the financial year by inflating the value of players or inflating the value of certain transfers so basically things look rosy when they're not necessarily as rosy as they could be um and it, it, I think it started way back with Pjanic and, and Arthur. Like when yeah. that happened, there were so many alarm bells ringing. People would sort of go, "Hang on a second, how can this guy, who's like you know in his twenties, be worth the same value as you know Pjanic, who's nearer the end of his career than you know at the start?" Pjanic goes to Barcelona, you know, barely kicks a ball, goes off on loan. They did it because it, you know, it helps them financially and it helped us financially, not necessarily in terms of money, but just in terms of balancing the books, that's pretty much it. So <clears throat> trying to go into the topic, I think, um,
0: Rena. So, so let me, let me, let me help you out. So we're, we're referencing Adam Digby's, um, article on Forbes. So let me just read a couple of, a uh, couple of lines to get into here. Uh, so as a shareholders meeting approach, more details began to emerge in the Italian media per ESPN. Um, th- uh, the, authority in question were looking for into 62 player transfers that took place between 2019 and 21. That was followed up by the revelation by La Gazeta that 42 of those deals involved Juventus. The main focus of the efforts was the argument that inflated transfer values were being registered as a plus valenza, a word that anyone spending more than a little time looking into Serie A transfer market will inevitably come across. Technically it's the Italian term for, capital gains and uh accounting term blah 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 but and basically that's the key that's the, key. That's the yeah. key is that when we refer to a plus valenza so
1: let's just define the terms real quick okay we'll, we'll try to keep people's interests here i know accounting fucking is boring as hell and sucks my girlfriend's an accountant i'm allowed to tell i'm allowed to say that um what i it's okay i roast her about it all the time um and so is Nick general by the way former co-host of mine so I, I love account. I love accounts. I don't know how the hell they do it. I'll try to stay. I'll try to keep your guys' interest here. Okay. The key here is that a plus is a capital gain, right? Now, where that's relevant is you need to balance your books in a certain way so that you're compliant with FFP over the years. FFP is financial fair play. We're probably all familiar with it, but again, let's define the terms just so we're all clear. If you want to take part in European competition, you need to uh, conduct yourself in a certain business manner, whereby you're proving that you could sustain yourself through the club's operations. So what that mitigates is the possibility of having like an oligarch come in or a rich, you know, a a rich, a rich dude like, you know, Andrea Agnelli, who has a a ridiculous amount of assets and liquidity available to him if he wants, which he could reinvest into the club to kind of balance out the playing field. But really, it's more to do with the fact that clubs like PSG, Man City, now Newcastle, who are probably going to enter the pool of players uh, of clubs, excuse me who are going to be out there trying to buy some of the best players in the world and hopefully competing for European places um, and kind of entering the, 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 the realm of where FFP becomes relevant. Really it's to mitigate against, it's to mitigate against those players, you know, um, almost effectively state owned clubs. Um, So having said all that, there are rules in place. Okay. Um, What that leads to is a lot of clubs tend to try to be creative in how they structure their deals so that they can create optimal, Um, balance sheets to, again, be in line with FFP. We're probably all familiar with this. This isn't news to a lot of you. But again, some people just hear these terms a lot and probably don't fully understand it. So hopefully that clarifies it a little bit. Now, having said that, the investigation seems to simply be down to the fact that I don't... I think it's because you've as a publicly traded company on the stock market in Milan. Definitely. They have certain, I would assume um like regulations that need to be followed i think the investigation is kind of in line with that i know that the people conducting the investigation of the entity the organizations conducting the investigations are to do with the italian financial police effectively it's not the guardia di finanza but i believe it's um guys who kind of look at um correct behavior among publicly traded companies so that's really all there is to it um and I think the really big transfer that's being investigated is the Pjanic for Arthur Swap, because it was creative. It was creative. It was a creative accounting deal whereby certain things were able to be offset both ways. Well, I'll I'll help you out without,
0: yeah, without going into too many details, I'll help you out with the Pjanic move. I mean, why, why make something up if, if our, if Adam Digby perfectly laid it out for us. So, um, ba 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 So of the Juve deals, the Danilo uh, Cancelo swap with Manchester City and Arthur Pjanic exchange with Barcelona. Those are kind of in question. The latter of those, so Barca signed Pjanic for 60 million euro and Juve get Arthur for 72 million euro, which effectively means the only money that exchanged hands was the 12 million dollar difference or 12 uh, million euro difference. Except it wasn't. Uh Aha. That's because for accounting purposes, an incoming player has their transfer fee spread out over the lengths of their new contract known as amortization, amortization. while yeah. the fee for a player being sold is uh, immediate income. So a see- whole lot of-, a whole you're, lot de- of- you're,
1: you're, de- you're deferring payment, basically. Now, here's the thing. I'm, I'm sorry, Rob, before we get to your question, because I feel like we're going to pivot over to something uh, interesting and relevant here. I just want to say, this is an important point, though the reason that this is an issue is essentially because, or the reason that we're even having discussion is because the value of a player is inherently arbitrary. Um, What transfer market, the website transfer market assigns to a player is not necessarily, you'll notice what, uh, what gets spent on players, right? Uh, There was that summer five years ago when Dembele and Neymar and, and, uh, and Mbappe no, it was was Dembele and Mbappe uh, got, got sold. I think for like hundreds of for over a hundred million pounds, I think, uh, or over a hundred million euro, excuse me. Philip Coutinho was sold for an exorbitant amount to way above what their market value might've been on paper, according to, you know, uh, people that kind of monitor that sort of thing. And again, it's already arbitrary what transfer marked assigns to players, but generally there's a certain kind of, there's a certain kind of uh, amount of data analytics that goes into it. The point there is the value of a player is inherently arbitrary. Mm -hmm. So for Juve to say, well, Pjanic is of a value of 60 million to us. I mean technically he's only a val- he's only valued at 60 million if a club's willing to pay for him. Now realistically no club was probably going to pay 60 million for Pjanic. The only reason that Barcelona did is because there was the the offsetting fact that they were being, you know, they were being able they, they were being put in a situation where they were able to ship off Arthur who they likewise wanted to get rid of who probably was not going to be sold for 72 million euro to anyone else in cash. So again creating these the the, 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 these, these numbers, yeah. right. Yeah. That allow them to attain uh, whatever ultimate financial goal they need to, or accounting goal they need to attain in order to kind of fall within the parameters. Um, Rav, sorry, your question, boss. that's no, it's
2: cool. It's, it's not my question. There's a question where Rina asked, um, does she, do we think that this is all kind of a witch hunt because, you know, it kind of seems to involve Juve maybe more than all the other teams, but just to kind of chime in my thing i looking at the other deals napoli uh, uh under investigation for the the transfer of awesome i think genoa yeah. i think some other city are teams, so it doesn't feel like it is directly aimed at uve it doesn't feel like a witch hunt it just feels like we have perhaps exploited this sort of financial loophole maybe more than anyone else because we're the big and you got either. caught well <laughs> here's the thing though
1: exactly. D- did we though did we did we get uh, did we get caught more than anyone else i don't even know that we're necessarily i don't know that we necessarily did anything especially nefarious i think Mm-mm. likewise though well, hold, hold on hold on hold on i understand i understand that it's a little bit i understand All right, let's,
0: the- let's do one more minute on this topic is that this, cool this is it sure
1: but this go. is important but this is important add. okay go ahead here's why, it's, here's why it's not a witch hunt okay honestly um, I think I think this implicates Napoli a whole lot worse than it does us because Napoli did it in a way where it was hidden in plain sight. I remember hearing that they had allegedly signed Victor Rossi for 70 million euro a player who I had barely heard of when you had had one good season at Lille. Uh, and and I was shocked. Now, I never really understood this until like a year after. But it turns out and again, the, the article that Adam wrote about this whole this whole debacle goes into this. Um, But I only became aware of this like a year after the fucking transfer happened, which was basically the reason that they decided that OCM was going to be sold for, you know, 72 million euro was they assigned again, this arbitrary value to the player whereby um, they claimed that his value in total was 72 million euro, but it wasn't necessarily all cash. What was done was I think like 20 or 25 million euro of that, which is significant, a significant chunk of the transfer value assigned was paid for in players. So almost like a barter type deal where players were assigned again, arbitrary values. And sent to Lille. The issue was three of those players were youth team players who were going to get cut eventually, and <laughs> now one of them isn't <laughs> playing professional football anymore. One of them, Chiro <laughs> Palmieri, and one of them, Chiro Palmieri, I used to sign on Football Manager uh, years ago. Okay, and 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 he was. A pro- I remember him because he was a promising prospect. He came through with Gianluca Gaetano, this other promising kid from Napoli, and whatever. Like he's barely. I mean, he's he's playing semi-pro football now. So that that's a little bit more. Uh, yeah. That's a little bit more, uh, you know, clearly. Sketchy. I mean, that's a little bit yeah. more obvious. Again, it's hidden in plain sight. Like f- Stay- fragrant in, in, in yes, and in again, your so face. It's, a, it's a thing people do. But to say it's a thing that people that run clubs do. Again, it's not. It's it's it, it. makes sense. It's rational behavior. It's rational to expect that clubs are going to do something like this if it's to their you know to their advantage. But I would say, like Juve swapping Danilo for João Cancelo, two first team players for two top sides in Europe is a little less sketchy. Yeah, and in that sense, you know, yeah. when I say it's a little less nefarious, then. You know, Napoli buying a player for a sum that they're very clearly not paying. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's that's the that's the key here. I
1: think this actually implicates Napoli more. Good job, boys. I feel
0: I feel like we we kind of like shown some light on the situation. And is it a witch hunt? Absolutely not. If you if you if you did something wrong and you're being investigated, uh, you know it's too early to say. Obviously, but they're facing. You know, I think Nedved um they are facing 12 months and Parati's yeah. facing 16 months um yeah you ain't you trying you know it's just, it just sucks that it involves UVA, and they, if if they want to separate them from that image i think they should stop doing that but like like you said a lot of a lot of clubs are doing that but we exactly. seem to to have a lot of cases going Um fun fact i'm trying to find this article just to finish up this um Rob, if you can get the next um, next topic going. The next um, question.
2: Yeah, I've got a question here from...
0: Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I, I want to read something real quick. So, mm-hmm. Pjanic, uh, Pjanic failed to register a single goal or assist for Barca before being loaned to Turkish side Besiktas and Arthur notching one goal and no assists. Yeah. Um, it's just just... <laughs> prices for those guys with those stats were pretty 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 crazy um, alright who's, who's next uh, next question
2: is Saladin and he says since we know that Dybala is leaving who are his best replacement options um,
0: are we going to spend much time on this question
2: I, I can say very quickly the only player that I think that is being linked that seems realistic is um, Raspadori from Sassuolo, and I don't know if I, I heard Antonio. Winger, which one's Antonio? I don't know. <laughs> this, this kid from Ajax.
0: This kid from Ajax. I saw his highlights. yesterday. Oh,
2: Ant- man. Anthony. 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 Yeah. What did I say? Antonio. Ant- Antonio. <laughs> oh. It's okay. It's easily done.
0: That's. <laughs> I think
2: he's a. Uh, I think he's uh, a winger.
1: It's a Spanish. Uh, it's a Spanish. Uh, English, uh, <laughs> Spanish twin brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In Brazil, but anyway, I mean yeah. his.
1: Anto- Anto- I'm the, the Argentinian doppelganger. That would actually be his hard.
0: highlights were dope, dude. The guy, the, the guy's a beast. Um no, he's a monster. Okay. He's uh
1: he, he's 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 a bona he's a bona fide stud. I love him a lot. I'd actually probably sign him, not Aspadori, personally.
0: Um so so since we're talking about we we mentioned DiBala and Inter, another unpleasant topic we should we should kind of touch on. Uh personally, I feel like it's all orchestrated by inter and their and their fans and their media i really don't see this happening he's got DiBala. god bless him has so many chances to go somewhere else other than inter what what makes you people who are afraid he might go to inter and again i might be in two months it might be clown makeup for for old Farhad here but i just don't see that happening i just, just
2: i'm not saying it's i'm not he's saying so it's tight with the state. club yeah I'm not saying it's realistic or anything like that, but you can never say anything is like hundred percent. You're like he will hundred percent go to Milan instead or go to the Premier League. I think when when you're kind of hard done by, you know, like he he fought to stay at Juve a couple of years back, and they kind of had to keep him, you know, even though they wanted to get rid of him. And then I think maybe he thought, okay, well, I can stay and play. And...
0: There was some groundswell support, that's for sure. Absolutely,
2: and this time Remember around with the hashtag. Yeah. And this time around, I I don't know, maybe maybe if he's very bitter about it, maybe if they offer him a decent amount of money, he doesn't want to leave Italy. There's always that, you know, there's always that at the back of your mind. Personally speaking, uh, I feel like he understands what Juve is. He understands what it is to play in that rivalry between Juve and, and Inter and to score in it and what it means to fans. So for him to go there, it would be, it'd be something pretty low and he knows what will come with it but at the same time I don't think you can ever rule it out because football is is weird as hell sometimes so I'm hoping he doesn't go I'm not paying it too much mind but at the same time I'm sort of mentally preparing myself that you know maybe if everything goes really wrong in the next couple of months and he doesn't get office from elsewhere what else is he going to do you know so, so
0: Rav, Rav, Rav did an awesome. Sorry, Sam, I'll, I'll give you a second. Rav did an no. awesome presentation. You know, preparation for the podcast. He really took the reins on this one. So he sent me an article from, I think Nima runs the the, the website, and he's, he's yeah, a he's a, he's, he's a friend. He's, sempre inter. So I don't know if you guys can see it on on my blurry yeah. vision here. So this website. If you have a website like this, God damn it, I can't see. It, basically every. TV every square advice. inch of the website is yeah. is ads like, damn i can't <laughs> see but it, look at this like some of the shit has makes no sense there's pills there's masks there's like the whole you gotta do, th-
1: man you got to do what you got to do you got to you got to keep the lights on hey
0: man. i'm not i'm not hating get, but, but that's infram- a little, they little the infram- much
1: they get the, the information the art- out man you get <laughs> the that art- on like sp nation 2 black and white red almost.
0: i've never seen anything like this like the 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 you get ads the, you the, article, the article, the article is broken down into literally like hundreds of little pieces. Um, anyways, we can yeah. Sorry, about, Sam. We can
1: ask Rav about this. How would you like when, when, when curating the layout for uofc.com, mm-hmm. how mindful were you of, of the ads and stuff? Were you like, and then we'll, we'll talk about the ball in a sec, but just
2: no curious, ads.
1: curious about no it. ads.
2: Never. I had offers <laughs> multiple times for ads. The only ads we had were in the sidebar on the homepage. Never had any ads on any articles. Because I fucking
0: hate it, but UFC.com but yeah. U- yeah. 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 was always known as a, like a clean, clean-ass website, man. No, that's no, what I, I s- liked about it.
2: No clickbait. I fucking hate that standard of journalism. But let me just say, I completely understand that if you're doing this now independently in 2022, trying to make money doing this is seriously difficult so but
0: but I like if I were inter fan that and that that was before a bunch of pop-ups came up and I had to close a bunch of them like if you Mm. no offense I love Nima he was really gracious and and you know we'll have him back on but man I would never go back to this website if I was an inter fan you know it's the anyways, only one
1: where you can get it where you can get info in English, man. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. There's no other fucking option. That's that's literally it. That's I like how one I like how
0: one of my ads is, what is this new cannabis discovery in Illinois? Hmm. <laughs> you know what? I may I may be clicking something. <laughs> they may have
1: something. <laughs> so I'm on UVFC.com right now. They they have some. So I don't know if they've changed, I don't know if they've changed. Yeah,
2: they changed it. Anyways, let's do let's do a couple more minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just, just to be clear, you know, just, just to go ahead just to keep Rav's reputation intact, you know, because I did say there are they, they do have on uvfc.com as well. And I first brief second I forgot that Rav is UV, UVFC.com or was uvfc.com. Mm-hmm. The legend. So, so I was like, wait, did, did, were the ads always there? Anyway, okay. Nope. So um look Dibala, um Paulo, Pablito. Um I, I there's a good chance he goes, man. I really do think so. Um, simple, two big reasons. They'll probably pay him. They'll probably pay him something closer to what he wants now because you guys totally out of the Paulo Dybala business. So the offers are rescinded. There's no chance that you offer him anything at the moment that he's claiming he's willing to accept. Forget about it. It's done. It's toast. So right there. And then you could look at it as you know being possible, being realistic potentially, but I would go a step further and say, the fact that he may not want to leave Italy is probably going to be big just because he's been there for a very long time. I don't know that. I'm not in his brain. I'm not in his camp. I'm not his girlfriend. I'm not his agent. I'm not his brother, whatever the hell I think his agent is, his brother or like his cousin or something. I don't know what that entourage is thinking. But I will say, and you know, he, he, could, he could want an adventure. He might want to go to Spain. A lot of players, a lot of Hispanic players especially, love the idea of playing for Barcelona or Real Madrid. But And they'll, and they'll pay for him. But the thing I heard, and this makes sense, um, is he seems to really want to be the catalyst wherever he goes? Ah, I think please, ah, please. Allegedly, allegedly, if he goes to PSG. Is he going to be the catalyst? No, if he goes to Man City, is he going to be the catalyst? No, is he going to be the catalyst uh-huh. at Chelsea? Maybe not. We've seen some, you know, we've seen it hit or miss, right? With Romelu Lukaku, right? Going there, being the top scorer in Serie A and barely ever playing at all this season under Tuchel. So maybe he goes, maybe he goes to Inter and you know, he doesn't quite make as much money, but he is the center of attention in the attack. And maybe that's all he wants. He wants to start and play consistently. I don't know that he gets that if he goes to Real Madrid where they have Karen Benzema who doesn't look to be slowing down anytime soon, despite his age. So where else does he go? How many clubs can pay him? How many clubs will pay that's him? Maybe Atleti. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're even an option. of, they're, they're it, definitely a, an option. Makes, it, it makes sense. It makes sense to me. I don't, but I don't know that I've read anything about that. The point is, how many clubs can afford him? How many clubs in the world can afford to pay what he wants right now? And how many of those clubs would be willing to give him playing time? So you throw in the fact that he doesn't have to leave
0: Italy. I don't know. Maybe. I don't maybe. think, I, if, if I may, I don't think he is um, psychologically strong enough to, to perform under those circumstances. Being, you know, having that in the back of his head, back of his mind. Kind of like I'm hated right now. He, so he may I not be to thinking about that. Though. Extra...
1: He, that's a problem. For I don't the know, I don't
0: he's... He's a sign,
1: and then maybe we'll discover that whether it's true or not in a year if he does sign.
0: Maybe may, you know. Maybe they'll embrace him, but but he he will have a hard time dealing with the public if he if he does go to Inter. If he is is he ready to take on such a crazy? You know, besides performing on the field, you have to kind of have that weight on you. I, I just don't, think he's, I I just don't like think he's strong. I just don't think he's strong. I'd, I'd rather, I'd, I'd, if I were him, I'd rather go somewhere and start. Even Tottenham, what are they, mm. What are their standards? You know, he'll be, he'll be a superstar there and play under Conte. And I just, I just don't see him taking on that responsibility. And there's, there's players who kind of we got used to, and if they move to Inter. Hmm. We we kind of understand, but with him, it's he's he's on a he's on a different level as far as you 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 know fans of Juve loving him. He is,
2: but at the know. same time, I feel like maybe those kind of days have kind of gone. You know, that sort of one club, not one club. But you know what I mean? Like the the kind of loyalty to to one club, the rivalry, that kind of divide.
0: I get it, but Inter Juve is kind of you know? different. Yeah, completely, you, completely
2: it still exists
1: to you to you Farhad, mm. but. Is it the same I to see. everyone else? Is it the same it, to
2: players? It, it, I, it look, may have changed, yeah, in this day and age.
1: Farhad, man, just I get it. You got the Paulo Dybala shirts coming out soon. I don't know. This could, <laughs> be, this could be very good at back <laughs> business, is all I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe put those on. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've ordered them yet. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you can. I mean, they that, they,
0: that they literally can be, you, you know, they literally can be ready in like. In like four days so check 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 out turin giants and i'll i'll be posting just hold hold off on that i have like two months i have two months i have two months well maybe it's like a parting gift for for because he's got he's got a ton of love from UVF fans you know like people are obsessed and i don't know what these young dudes are going to do with their with the with the twitter accounts and and instagram accounts that i i'd be actually really interested to see if he does move to to enter how many of those uh remain in love with him and remain I, I just following because like, would, yeah. like do, you, do you switch do you switch as a fan to inter just to follow your your i guess we'll lose a lot of lose a lot of fans as well with but, that that nah, i don't know about that man i don't know depends Depends on what like 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 11 year olds yeah uh, i don't know anyways let's move on to um I there's not much to talk about let's just go around the room and say your thoughts about rudiger um, or just, Rudiga joining you, potentially. There's one other question, just one
2: final question that I saw on the feed, which was from uh, Christian Mazuka, And he asked that if we had signed Vlahovic which we did in January, and if Chiesa stayed healthy throughout the entire season, would we be in first place right now? Would we be favorites for the Scudetto? What do you guys yeah, probably, think? If probably not, stayed?
1: probably not, probably not. But maybe. Yeah, think. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, if, if I had to bet, I have said no, but we'd have been a lot closer. I mean, we're we're we're, we're pretty close now. We close. We'd be fighting for it for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I so. think so. I yeah. think so. I agree. Good question. Cool. Good, good question, but simple answer. Yeah, like probably yeah. he he would have helped
0: us out a hell of a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, I, I don't I don't think people realize, Chiesa's, um contribution. I think he's just, he's fantastic. I feel I like people
1: do actually. Yeah, right. I think people are very. I think people are very. Some people maybe. maybe. His, yeah. I tell you what, a lot of Italian people are very mindful of it right now. After we had to play that game against Macedonia without any, Ugh. without any finisher, a guy who could, you know, maybe maybe skip past a player and finish. Yeah, I don't
0: know, Matt. Oh, by um, the way, speaking of that, if sorry, Sam, you you would love why I interrupted you. Uh, please check out Sam at the Calcio Podcast, and he did have an episode dedicated to Italy not making it to the World Cup. It was a it was a painful one, but if you want to check it out, and um, it a Sam does it. Sam, Sam does an awesome um single person podcast and he does have guests sometimes but it's mostly ramblings of a madman which i love like that you <laughs> you won't cool. see a, uh, <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> look, that look, look, look at him who else would wear a f- pair of pair of sunglasses in,
1: in indoors <laughs> it's sunny in here i got the lights on man i got the i got the i got the uh i got the so anyways yeah Canada. so anyways check out the calcio podcast it's yeah. um, without joy podcast Sam. check out the calcio podcast definitely do yes yeah, so um look man I, I don't know guess' K- 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 contributions are huge I, there aren't many players like him in in Italy right now and the fact is he uh, has matured a lot I think a lot of people are surprised um, by how well it's worked out at UV just because I remember he was a little bit raw. I always thought he'd just kind of put you know put the blinders on and would just kind of run toward the goal line.
2: That's the best thing about him. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But he, well, he seems to, he seems to be doing it in a more effective way than I remember him doing Mm -hmm. it. Now, maybe I was misremembering. All I know is when I've been, you know, since I got an opportunity to see him play almost every week, I came to appreciate how, um, you know, how how intimidating it seems to be for opposing defenders. It's this for this is for couple couple of
0: things for All our boy. Um, so let's go around the room and give our thoughts about. Houdiga. Houdiga. Yes, potentially potentially joining. Ralph. are you? Uh, uh, based on
2: yesterday's performance, like the, the good bits, maybe. The bad bits, definitely not like, I, I think he slipped when they equalized or when they got the second goal, yep. I think it was. So saw that. So, not ideal. Biggest problem with him is he can be fantastic for, I don't know, like 80 minutes or whatever and then he can make these kind of mistakes here and there and Okay, uh, it, it's not every game, but it just kind of seems like uh, from, from the, the stories that I'm reading and the kind of stuff that's coming through, he wants a very big signing on bonus, even though he's going to be quote-unquote free. He wants a, he a pretty high that's, salary. That's how so it works. 20, he, he just turned yeah, 29 years old. Which, which I completely get because we did the same with, with Ramsey. And I understand this is why so many players now, more so than any summer in the past, uh, so many of these players are free agents in the summer because they're winding down their contracts because they're going to get a huge it's signing on fee to them yeah the, the transfer
1: fees of no value is, is of no value to them they think yeah. they, they i mean they see it rightfully players do they see the transfer fee i think as the amount of money that they'll be willing the cl- mm. they being the club to spend on me that i see none of exactly so, so check, how check, about yeah. we take 10 percent of that and you send it my way
2: Completely, you know, which, which I, I don't think is such a bad thing. But for a 29-year-old who is, at best, going to give us three, four, I say four years, optimistically, if he stays fit, uh, I, I, I'm, I know he's experienced and I know that he's won the Champions League and he's you know, he's got experience in Italy and all this other kind of stuff. If there's no other options, uh, I wouldn't mind taking you it if it's not going to be for a huge amount of money and we don't you know, cripple oh, ourselves in the process. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This is what is always <laughs> at the back of my mind, but uh, I, I don't know. If it, if it were up to me, I would never have let Demidal go. I know he's still on loan, but I think he's going to end up at Atalanta permanently. I would invest in some younger defenders. I know we need experience. We've still got Bonucci in the team, but seriously, that we've relied so heavily on Bonucci and Chiellini for so long. It's time to just tear that fucking like off If off. Just... I feel like if
0: Chiellini doesn't retire, he'll just turn into dust. You know how, like, at the end of, and uh, at the end of uh, the Avengers, it's just like, yeah. I don't feel so good, and and Chiellini just just dis- disappears into the wind of Allianz Stadium. Feel like just just, yeah. just legs cannot carry that man any longer. He will just turn into dust, like poof. Um, he retired after the Euro. He
1: should have retired after the Euro. That's it. I say he that did have a couple I of good games, though. I mean, know, yeah. I know. I know, I know but it's always better to it, it's always better to leave with a little bit left in the tank for for reputation management you know for pride per you know for 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 your competitive streak maybe not i get it you know you're an athlete at an elite level you're probably you're probably a bit of a psycho in the fact you want <laughs> you want you want to push yourself as far as you can as long as you can but mm-hmm. i mean i know we came back so this is kind of a moot point sorry for had we're going to talk about uh, sorry rob we're going to talk about american football for a second here but Perhaps when tom brady retired people were losing their minds i know he, i know he came back a month later but when he retired people were losing their minds because everyone was like this is, this is insane he just had a record-breaking season and he's retiring on top at 44 however old he is this is nuts when is it going to end and then by the way he, he came back after having a chat with cristiano ronaldo after going to watch him score a hat trick at man United. Yeah, that, that, you, what, yeah that was a fire move pass. I'm PR move, I'm baby. I com- I'm convinced that he went to dinner with Ronaldo and he was like, why, why, Tom? He doesn't understand American football at all, but he's like, for well, what, why, why, why do you retire? You're the best, go play, be the best. I'm going to play till I'm 45. So, and
0: then and he, he took his phone and smashed it on the table. Yeah.
1: <laughs> R- regardless, look, like, I-, I think, I think Yellow, like, it would have been nice if he had just gone. Listen, you're not going to get a better, a better fairy tale than that. He certainly should have retired from the Italian national team after that. That's, that's what I think anyway, but. How long before he breaks? I get it. We need reinforcements. But Rudiger, no, no. Mm -hmm. It can't can't be him. He's not the answer. Okay? I I can't say that any more unequivocally. No, no. Mm. Interesting. Rav Rav kind of said everything I had running through my mind. He said it very well. He brought a bunch of really good points up. And I don't feel I need to reiterate them other than the fact that I, I, I agree with the age thing. I don't want to sign a player in his prime. I want to sign a younger guy who's not quite there yet, but who you've done the fucking work to scout and say, he's going to get there. Let's do the heavy lifting with this guy. We'll pay a little bit less and we'll reap the benefits down the line. That's what we did for yes. a very long time yeah. uh, when we were having success for the greater part of the last decade.
0: Barzali cost us 300,000 euro, right? He was an older guy, but we paid very little. So that's a little bit
1: different. Mm -hmm. Yes, but even Bonucci, we signed him young. We sent him out on a loan. We brought him back and we built him into who he was. Okay. I know that the fact he was playing with Giorgio Chiellini and with Andrea Barzali as well for a number of years was very much helpful to his development. Okay. I get that. Dude, it doesn't make sense to pay an exorbitant amount of money to a guy like Rudiger right now. 29 years old, who's going to be commanding a ridiculous signing on bonus? It doesn't make sense. We've done it before. Can we stop with this experiment? It's failed almost every time. It creates headaches. It creates guys who we wind up resenting because of how much money they're on. We think of Rabio and we think, oh, how is he making so much money? Well, to be fair, we paid zero for him. Okay, I get it. You know, it's still frustrating to see the guy's money on the books, but you got to think of it almost like you're going out and acquiring a guy for a transfer fee and his contract is. Almost, uh, again, the, the, the total net spent it winds up being about the same or maybe a yeah. little bit less when you get a guy who's yeah. free. But it, it's I, I don't know that it's necessarily better. I don't know that it's necessarily better. It feels like it's a short-term solution. I, I don't know. How's that guy from uh from Frosinone who we signed from under Torino's nose? Did we do that to just be petty because we didn't want Torino to sign him? I forget his name. Luca
2: something. Uh, Gatti. G- Gatti. Gatti. Luca Gatti. Gatti. He's doing pretty well. Like he's, I think he's scoring a lot of goals. He's, he's doing pretty well in Serie B, but he gave an interview the other day and he was talking about Chiellini and Bonucci and how much he likes De Ligt and how much it would be a dream to come and play at Juve. And at the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, dude, you're never going to play for Juve. <laughs> this is never going to happen. Ouch. <laughs> I, I, I don't, seriously, I, there was a time when I would look at a transfer like that and say, oh, I wish he gets to play because there's something promising. Looking at the way we're, we're being run right now, it just kind of looks like, like Sam was saying, it's like a kind of a sort of a petty deal or whatever. Or maybe it's one of these things where we buy them cheap and then we, you know, trade him out or sell him on for a pack deep it. and
0: sell them cheap, baby. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. great.
2: Okay, great. So cynical. Great. But Let's do that. Truth. But,
1: but, but again, <laughs> like, I don't know. If that's the game we're playing, then, then sure go out and sign rudiger fine go go, go for it you know we need a, we need a defender to 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 to, to step in I, I think um i'd rather time, take It can but, but hmm. i see i i don't see what the issue is with signing with with signing a guy who's having a killer season in serie b who's one of the best players in serie b right now from what i yeah. understand and bringing him into Syria the jump isn't that high it's not that great a lot of it is mental it's just a mental game and whether you can adjust to the pressure that's it give him a but chance but is the is the is the guy
0: is the guy who just played in Syria B you think he'll be fine going out and playing in the Champions League or do you want to bring in Champions Maybe. League Maybe. caliber players like Rudiga who by the way um, he's played um, he's played 80 games oh sorry he's played hundred and ninety-five games for Chelsea and he scored twelve goals and seven assists. I know with Allegri that number will be like four times as little, but at least we know that he has that that gene of you know going forward. And he had a couple of great shots yesterday too. So maybe take, he will
2: I would rather take Gatti over Rudiger, like spending a small fortune on a player who is, you know, approaching the end of his career. I'd rather have a young twenty
0: nine. Well, he can play for four more years. Yeah,
2: okay. In Italy, maybe you can play for five or six because you know we we know what it's like. But at the same time, I would rather take a younger player instead sort of roll the dice a little bit and have have that money spent somewhere else. But interesting. the cynical part of me, because I'm more and more cynical about Juve these days, the cynical part of me thinks that's what's going to happen. I personally, I'd rather take Gatti over over Rudiger any day. But
1: interesting, we, we put know. too much weight on reputation.
0: Absolutely.
1: Rudiger's a Rudiger has a reputation. He played for Roma. He played for Chelsea. He's therefore seen as a good player because he plays for the German national team. The gap is not that large at the top. You build guys up. You build guys up to a point that they're, mm. you know, in a in an environment where, uh, where 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 their 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 creativity is fostered, where their psychological well being is fostered well, and where they're they're mentored in such a way that they can,
2: you know, use I mean, their natural you- abilities. You mentioned Bonucci. Bonucci came up with Bari that season before we bought him. He had that one great season with Bari in in Serie A, and then we bought him. So, you know, what's what's the big difference about you know? No, we didn't have up
0: we, and... we we didn't have Champions League that year, and he had okay, a couple of years without a Champions yeah, League. Yeah, that's well, that's we may not point. have
1: Champions League next year, right? So, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> no, but but, but again, Bell, <laughs> let's, let's 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 angry. see. Alex is angry. Mm -hmm. i think we will i think we will but yeah i i I think i think the principles don't change i I don't think that it's because you're a bigger side now because you've had recent success that you change the way you do business personally that's where where my mind's at on that one we'll see we'll see
0: um i i kind of want to bring up you 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 we've been talking about uva and um the remaining games uh so i'm on espn right now so we're playing bologna at home that's that's three points Then it's uh, Fiorentina with Italian Coppa Italia. Then we're playing Sassuolo on April 24th at at Sassuolo. And then we're playing, so five games in a row, I'm just going to name them. Venezia, we're playing against Genoa. Uh, Lazio, oh man. The last game of the season, May 22nd, against Fiorentina in Florence. And imagine if we're on that level of with are peering in that fifth or fourth spot, and Fiorentina get, not, knocks us out.
1: Uh, Farhad, I, re, I, re, I hear that. I think I think 18 points. It won't happen, but like, there's no reason why we should not beat. Yeah, no, I agree. There's That's, there's I, lots of... Lazo, 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 Fiorentina, young... Venezia, Genoa, and, and Bologna, and Sassuolo. Yeah. I, get that. Yeah. I, I, I get I get it. Sassuolo will give you a tough game. Lazio will give you a tough game. They'll often do. You know, Genoa score early. Fucking Venezia. Didn't Venezia get a result against us earlier in the year? I,
0: also, understand, yeah. I understand. So, I'm, just, I'm just saying. We, we, so the just contract. So let, let me, sorry. Yeah. sorry let, let, let me interrupt that's, for a second. For example, for example, Roma's remaining games, the first two are against Napoli in Naples and against Inter in Milan. And then they have yeah. uh, Bologna at home. And then they're playing Fiorentina in Florence, yeah. Venezia and Torino at, in the last. So Roma's definitely have their, you know, the work cut out for them as opposed to us. But then again, you're talking about UVA 2022, which is like, yeah, are we gonna completely suck ass or
1: are we gonna well, get three we could, points? We could win games, but we win them tight, and that's risky. Yeah. That's what it is. That's all it is. That's so, the
2: problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're moving along, dudes. This is what happens when you when you prepare for like 10 minutes for a podcast. Usually I, I do have to apologize. Sometimes our podcasts are really just like conversation form, but I do like a good good podcast where we're prepared. And um yeah, that gets good. in the you way, sent man. Send
1: me crib notes. You sent me crib notes and links. Very helpful. It's all, it's all, it's all rav,
0: man. It's all rough. So uh this is for Rav. Well, thank we you, go. gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. This this thank has been fun. Um got plenty to talk about. Quadrado, do we extend his contract or for one year, I believe, right? Yeah, We can go that way. And we've, we have spoken so, about it on, on previous podcasts where I was angry that Juve is trying to offer him a new contract. And I, I, I later found out it's only one year and that kind of made sense. What are you guys' thoughts about Panita staying at I Juve? I mean, as a
2: as a bench player, as a backup right back, you know, I don't mind doing it for a year. If, if we're going to get some young... I think we're linked with uh, Molina from Udinese. I think he he's quite promising by the looks of it so <clears throat> if we extend quadrado for a year just to kind of keep him around to have him on the bench have a little bit of depth play him in those games that maybe don't matter quite as much and he can just come out and run at teams because the guy can still run you know he's still pretty direct even at 34 or whatever he is I wouldn't be against it for a year I know people like you know, like losing their minds over contract extensions for certain players. But Quadrado, <laughs> he's yeah. he still he still gives a lot. We saw that the other day against um it against Inter? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if Sam agrees, but I would I would do it for a year. All
1: right, Rav, who cares what I think? It's gonna happen anyway. <laughs> <That is true. laughs> no, but but uh dude, what do I think? Who cares what I think? It's not. It's not ideal, but we're in a situation where uh, we we need a little bit of depth, so we're going to keep him. He's going to play. Uh, he's going to play. You know, if he stays healthy, he's going to play two thirds of the games next year, and that'll probably be it. We'll say sayonara. We'll send him off at thirty five to go return to Colombia or wherever the hell he wants. I don't know.
0: It's oh, I can be- see him coming to Miami or something. You know, large Colombian yeah. population. He'll have a blast. That wouldn't be a bad call. I don't know where yeah. he goes next.
1: But mm. you know, are, are we gonna keep another player who who who, fuck? Are we gonna keep another player who goes to Miami? Like I don't know if if you're holding if you're holding on to players until their next step is MLS, and they Ooh, don't do well do I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe fucking get rid of him and sign Manuel Lotzetti, like I've been saying to do for the past three years. It might not not on this podcast, but just, I've been fucking clamoring. I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to see if it's coach- not, it's, I think that's not it's not gonna happen. I don't. He's he's also I think he's also like 29 years old this year. So again. I shit, you know, shit on the Rudiger deal, but push for another player who's, who's twenty nine. I mean, like so it, I'm I'm it trying to see the, the, get a the, younger guy who's creative and has space going forward. Who's a who's a modern fullback? I, I don't know, like whatever. It's, it's it's probably gonna happen, bro. It's probably gonna fucking happen that we re sign him because it's convenient and because um we don't really have many other options right now.
0: It, so really, I'm, looking, I'm looking I'm looking at the teams. Seeing I'm looking at World Cup teams and I don't think um, Colombia made it to the World Cup. I was going to mention to my, to our listeners, if you get a chance to watch a World Cup game, you know how it is, you know, you go to a bar and um, experience the, the fans of the other team. If you get a chance, watch a game with Colombian fans. Um, it was a blast. I watched, I watched Brazil, Colombia, where, you know, remember in 2014 when, When Neymar got that back injury, I watched with a bunch of Colombian fans. It was so fun. I mean, they're literally 15 minutes of salsa in the uh, during halftime. The girls are there's I've never met an ugly Colombian woman, and the guys are super fun. You you know, very outgoing. It's a it's a fun culture if you get a chance. Shout outs to our Colombianas and Colombianos. They'll dance, with, they'll dance with anyone, man. I, I was I was uh, I was
1: in Mexico. I was in Mexico at the beginning of January, and there were a bunch of Colombians at the resort. And yeah, it's, it's funny. You think of like Latin. You think a Latin man is being like really uh, uh, being being like very, uh, you know. I don't know, very, very macho, very jealous. I don't know. Not when it comes to dancing, man, not in my experience. Just, hey, go go dance, That's <laughs> with my wife. It's very yeah,
0: no, they're I yeah, man. You I, man.
1: You if you I you if you I get in my lap coming, just,
0: just smooth talking motherfuckers, man. If I if I'm walking with my wife and Colombian guys approaching us across the street, man, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Um Uh, (laughs) yeah they're 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 fun super Uh, fun to watch are you guys excited about the world cup what's the what's the excitement level around the room honest honest oh oh can i
1: I, I can't get up for it i can't get up for i don't give a shit i don't give a shit about them i'm not gonna lie to you i'll wind up watching it It feels weird it's too fresh Right now, the excitement is zero. I want to not think oh, about it man. at all. It's cool that Canada's. There. I'm sorry. Is that not the answer you wanted? Uh, not,
0: not at all. I, I wanted I, the I, honest I answer. I'm just really surprised. I'm going to
1: tell you that me and Drake are fucking. We're texting all the time. Up <laughs> here, <laughs> we're fired up. Oh my god! Gonna, <laughs> I, just,
0: I just, I just realized that Drake is going to be all over the fucking screens when Canada plays, isn't he? He's going
1: to be. Yeah. The top, god yeah. damn it! Yeah. Him god and JB, god. Justin Bieber, probably going to be there too. oh, god. God. God.
0: Bieber, there too, oh mother. My level went down to zero. I guess.
2: <laughs> there's no Italy there's no nigeria uh i i have zero interest just from in terms of like the you know like the pairs i support i'd like to you know see the uv players do well but not to get like too serious but i've listened to so many or read so many stories about what happened to all these migrant workers when they're building these fucking yeah, stadiums sure. in qatar and i i don't want to lower the tone or whatever but i, I I get the feeling I'm not going to watch it. I I just don't have any interest when in, you know, like six thousand people have died. You will, you will
1: though, right? And that's okay. It's okay to watch it. I mean, it's like at a certain point, like all these people die. What is it going to be for nothing?
2: I mean, at least we could do. I, mean,
1: a little I tip get of that. No, no, and no. Thank, no, th- th- thank you for your service. Let's at least watch what you put together. I get it. I get
2: that. But for it me, seriously, it's, it's it's a personal thing that the way that football has been going, the way that they fucking farm this World Cup out to Qatar, stick it in November. Yeah. It's going to no, be on infuri- the evening. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. You know, it's not the World Cup to me, but.
1: That's just one, one person. I'd be willing to stomach it if Italy was in it. We should have made there it. There you go. Here we yeah. are. I have more to tell you. do right? <laughs> you, you not pull for England at all.
2: Okay. This is a long-standing dilemma that I've had for like 20 years, but I support Juve week in, week out. I've spent 20 years talking about Juve players and writing about Juve players. How am I going to turn my back on them every four years or every two years to support a bunch of guys that I don't particularly like? It's so fucking dumb and backwards. So when Italy play... I support Italy. It's that simple. When Italy were playing England in the Euros, I was supporting Italy. I live here, I'm a proud Englishman, but I don't particularly like any of those England players. I don't particularly like the England teams of the past. But you know, the a- English Italy-
0: national team, English national team is tough to it's tough to love, man. I've seen some videos of it's you the know fans. and it's the fans it's, that ruin it for me, man. I, I would rather them be yeah, I, I would um, rather them be unhappy like they were at the end of the you know, euros Then see them, you know, celebrate anything. And, and, and something about each There's kids some, there, man,
1: you know, like you
0: them know, kids, like, man, yeah, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know life, life sucks.
1: Life is tough. Life knocks you down and it keeps you in the balls. You're teaching them to get, you know, to get accustomed to that early in football, like in real life, because if you're an English football fan, you know, you get used to it. Young, you lose games, you lose penalty shootouts. I get it. It's good. It's good to, it's good to groom them for the eventual inevitable thing that will uh, await them the rest of their life but even that, like you can't fault them for getting excited about it Matt. it's just the one thing with you can life. but you can't fault me
0: for for you know loving to hate another i don't even hate the team i just hate the fans and uh no excitement. offense i mean we...
2: no 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 like excitement is one thing but for like 30 years i've been watching these fans go to various parts of the world smash it up destroy tiny little town centers get drunk behave like absolute fucking assholes and they do it worse than any other fan base on the planet they just go into these you know cities and towns destroy it cause disruption get drunk qualify whatever yeah. come back and that's not football for me man getting drunk and like you know and even golfers. even
0: at, even in their own backyard do you remember at wembley there was, there was a video that came out was which was so disturbing being dreadful. people being punched and but anyways yeah. uh, i'm and, and with the epl i feel like EPL rose due to the majority of foreign players, and the Mm -hmm. byproduct of that was English players becoming better and what they are now. Uh, But if 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 your team captain is Harry Maguire, I just can't see you. (laughs) Just can't see you lifting up. lifting. Imagine Maguire lifting a World Cup trophy. He's
2: brilliant for England. He's dreadful for Manchester United, which is weird, but good. It is what it, it is.
1: But it's a, it's a nationalistic thing. That's where it's weird. That's where I never understood people turning their back. I mean, I guess I say this as a Canadian supporting Italy. Sure, fine. But it's an identity thing for me. I suppose it's probably an identity thing likewise for, for, for you, Rav, where you're like, well, I identify with these guys. And uh, as, as we know, uh, we live in a world where you can identify as uh, you, you, a... <laughs> it's not so much about,
2: it's so I, much it's about so- identifying. It's more about <laughs> like turning your back on a player. You know, like how can I? I understand, kind of but, but like when Kevini Paul Pogba Buducci, played for you know? France, you
1: no, know, when Paul, mm. Paul Pogba played for France, I'd have been the first one to cheer if he got, you know, if he if he got, you know, if he got if he got tackled and we want a ball off of him. You know, I'm not really yeah. for the guy to get hurt, but I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm able to kind of look the other way in that sense. I get it though, like the majority of Juventus players, uh, you know, are, are made up of Italian nationals more than That's any sad. other, more than any other, you know international yeah. team that they might represent i get it by the way far farhad you're welcome for not following through with the with the identity joke i just i saw i took one look at you and you're like i saw the steam <laughs> i saw i saw his soul leaving his body I was like i'll stop, I'll stop. No,
0: no, no 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 i was i, I was but, just um, it, you, you guys have literally well italy's kind of you know my my team but sam he has a choice of supporting two teams and he chooses neither but my team azerbaijan it's like i have I have no hopes of ever seeing them in the World Cup, so that 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 might that's not even a problem for me to
1: decide. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, though, to be honest, though, okay, I mean, look, you're an adopted American, you could cheer for the U.S. men's national team. The fact is, which I will, right? yeah, but but you don't really give a shit, and that's fine. That's fine. You, I'm sure you like you. There's a lot you like about being American, but at a certain point, like you don't have to, you don't have to,
0: you don't have to, you don't have to, you know. I mean, I I, I do well, like the well, atmosphere. I, I do, do. I don't know when when. Sorry to interrupt. When U.S. plays in the World Cup, the atmosphere around america is really like it's it's it does unite people and we need more of that and it's a lot of fun to go to a bar as opposed to i imagine 20 years ago when no one gave a flying f and now you go i mean i I was dropping off my boy who's a number 10 on his team by the way thank you i was dropping him off uh to soccer and it was right after chelsea real madrid game yesterday there was a group of like five dads and like one of them was wearing a Chelsea Jersey, which is if you're over 13 years old and you're cheering for Chelsea or Man United or Man City for me, it's like, it's like I, we wearing I a distra- in public and no, yeah. it's not about the Jersey. It's about and like, I can tell when you started watching soccer, but anyways, and look at me calling football soccer, but whatever. I don't, I don't really care. But anyways, like five people legit. were talking about the real Madrid game yesterday and it was just like it's such a new feeling for us. And they actually knew their shit. It wasn't just like, "Oh, did you see uh, Real of Madrid play that team from London?" Like they, the the atmosphere around soccer nowadays is like we, we're we're pretty knowledgeable country thanks to immigrants like us. You know, as far as football goes, so it's it's a lot of fun to watch games when US is in the World Cup. And you know, people get dressed, and we, you know, we we grab our Grab our bold eagles and go eat some hamburgers and no, I, I get it. I games. get it. But but
1: look, like like what you're talking about, you're describing with Azerbaijan. That was me with Canada for the longest time. Afterthought, never gave a shit. Never watched any games. Now that they're in the World Cup, I don't get to just, I don't get to just join the. Party. Why not? Why not? Good. Well, we we, we I won't have, hold it against you. I have, I have no emotional attachment to them. It, it's not even like a, it's not even a thing where it's like, oh, this is an ego thing. Fuck, you know, I I got to sit, you know I got to sit on my laurels. No, it, I I have no I have no attachment to them. It's an identity thing. Again. Um, I it's a question of 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 patriotism, and it's a weird thing. It's this, it's this, this, it's one of the uh, it's one of the few kind of moments in 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 existence where I I, I skew to the, to you know, to my tribal my tribal human nature, and I I'm like this is my tribe, and they're my guys, and that's it. I it's it's I it's who I grew up feeling like or 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 closest to or or. I don't know, bro. I I, I look like that. I look like them. My family sounds like them. So that—that's just where—that's just where I've always deferred to. But I've always found it strange when, as a person, I guess, is doing this. But I've always found it strange when people have kind of turned their back on their national side. But by strange, I mean peculiar, because it's not something I could relate to. And I'm again, I know I'm turning my back on Canada here or claiming to. I'll probably watch their games and cheer if they they score a goal because you know it's just what happens when you watch a sport you get into it but look um what i always found a little bit peculiar was say you um are like a cultural fan and you live in england okay there's a number of them rob is one of them i always (laughs) found peculiar when they would turn their back on england as englishmen and watch italy and support them as a as a club because and it made me realize it's a bit of a different experience. You know what I mean? For me, it's like, for me, it's a patriotic thing for them. It's probably more of a, for them. I mean, by, by them, I mean you, people like you, yourself, Rav. I feel like it's more of a, a question of just
2: liking football. It's more, it's more of just, yeah, just identifying with it's,
1: those footballers as, as footballers. It's
2: more, for me, it's always been about uh, club football over national competitions. That's, gotcha. that's literally what it is. Interesting.
0: Yeah. All right, boys. <clears throat> this was fun. Thank you, guys. I, I really like the way we flow today. Um, thank you to the listeners for listening. As I always say, you guys have, as a as a listener of podcasts, I know you guys have millions of other podcasts to listen to. And we really do appreciate you spending an hour and change with us. Um, yeah. Let's let's see let's see where you ends up. And I don't want to drag this out too long, so we'll say bye, Rav. You want to say any? Any last words? I'm not gonna let Sam say anything because we're, we'll go for 20 more minutes. But Rob, any last words?
2: Uh, same thing as always. Keep the faith and alla fine. That's
0: it. Yeah, I feel it. Yes, sir. Sam, I was just kidding. Any last words? Keep them. Keep it under an hour. <laughs> Listen to the cultural <laughs> podcast Porta Juve. It. Hey. Boys and girls, thank you. Check out uh, TurinGiants.com for the upcoming drop. It really is some of the coolest stuff we've ever done, and we'll be adding cell phone cases, and um, and probably a mug. I think I'm going to get a mug with a little oh, Sony. Mug. Ch- oh, you're a mug. Uh, get out of here, you fucking mug. Uh, awesome. This was fun, uh, guys. Thank you. Forza Juve. Forza Juve.